When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. HS2, shame on you! HS2, shame on you! HS2, shame on you! HS2, We don't understand why they want to close down a 70-year-old family business that employs so many people and why they're being so vindictive and nasty. We don't understand it. The message on the fence could not be more blunt. HS2, bleeding Birmingham dry. In a colourful mural, the rail giant is portrayed as a vampire, its fangs dripping with blood. It's a hard-hitting way to get across how the Tyrone family feels about HS2. HS2, walking the line. The Tyronis are among a group of business owners in Birmingham, whose livelihoods have been thrown into turmoil by the impending arrival of High Speed 2. Their four-acre site in an industrial part of Saltley is on the edge of the planned railway line. As a result, they have been ordered off the land that has been in the family for 67 years. Russell Tyrone is in charge of Birmingham's best-known scrapyard, HW Tyrone Metals. He's responsible not just for his family's livelihood, but also for his 30 employees. He's proud of his business's contribution to keeping Birmingham tidy. I join him in the company's bustling office overlooking the scrapyard. Russell, we're here in the scrap metal yard that you and your family have owned for several decades. Tell me a little bit about how the scrapyard business began for you, well, we your earliest memories. Off, we started off 67 years ago. My father built a company up with his dad to begin with, and then he continued on his own until 1990, and um, mainly for metal recycling and um, the sorting of waste. He progressed the business until 1990 when he died to a, a decent turnover of four million pound a year. And since my father died, we've taken on the company with my sons and um, we've built it up to what it is today. What are your earliest memories of the site? Um, my earliest memories was when I was a child. My father used to bring me to work most Saturdays and Sundays. And um, my job was to clear, clear up with a broom and tidy up and move bits of scrap metal around until I could drive the cranes and forklifts. Was a, my earliest memory was getting an A35, driving around the back of the yard, which was wasteland, and collecting all the scrap and weighing it in. And my father gave me £10 on the night time, which in 1967, 68 was a lot of money. 
Because it's a big site we've got here. How, how big a site was well, it at, at its height? To begin, it was four acres. And um, January this year, HS2, compulsory purchased four of my yards down the bottom end, closing my waste transfer site and my spare site and my salvage site, my bin compounds and my non-feather site. I took all those off us in January this year. And um, the yard, 10 months later, still remains empty. They haven't even used it for anything. Tell me what HS2 means to you when you hear those those letters and, and well, number. Well, really, it um, brings anxiety to me straight away because from the moment that we met the representative of HS2, it's just caused us a lot of stress and anxiety because of the way they've dealt with us, which has been really, there's only one word for it, that's unreasonable. You know, they haven't been fair with us at all and led us down the wrong path so many times we even went to Parliament in 2016 to request the House of Lords Select Committee to ask them to make sure they could give us an advance payment towards a, other premises, which we were guaranteed on tape by the House of Lords. Um, and now they're telling us that, that that meeting doesn't matter. It's um, irrelevant to where we stand today. So this is um, the eviction notice you've received yes. for vacant possession on the 30th of October. We're now, we're, we're having this conversation on the 23rd of October. So I'm looking out to a, an absolutely uh, thriving yard, very busy, lots of movement of lorries and vehicles in and out. It doesn't look like it's going to be um, a, vacant, a vacant lot no, in, in a matter of days. No, we're not, we're not actually going to move because... We can't move, we've got nowhere to go. We've all got livings to earn, we've got mortgages to pay, kids to look after. And until the new yard's finalised, we're not going anywhere. So HS2 will have to do what they're doing, but we're going to stand up for ourselves and we're not going to move. It's as simple as that. It's a story we're hearing quite a bit, is this is this sense of a lack of trust that um, what HS2 say and what HS2 do is often different things. Is that been your experience? Definitely, 100%. They come to the meeting, sit around the table and talk to you and smile to you. And their agenda is not to give you any money. They, we've had 20-odd meetings. I haven't attended the last four because they're just a waste of time. You know, but they say one thing and you know that they don't mean what they're saying. Where do you think this is going to end for you, Russell? Well, it'll end when they give us a decent amount of money so I can finish my new yard. And as soon as they give us that deposit, I can be out of here within three months and I can be working for my new premises with my family and with my staff and my employees because they're all loyal and I've got to look after them. They've all got families and mortgages and I'll do my utmost to keep them all in a job. I wake up some mornings and I wonder to myself, am I living in Moscow? Is this Russia or is this Birmingham? Is this a democracy where you can talk to people and and get along with people and do deals where you can say, well, listen, we'll do this, we'll offer you that, we can get around it this way. But they've just put a brick wall up and they're not having any leniency or leeway at all. They want it all their way from the word go, which is not fair on people. We've been there 67 years. And unless they give us a few quid up front of what they owe us, then we, we, can't, well, we can't move, we can't afford to move. We all like you know, progress and things have to move on. But at the end of the day, People are saying it's going to bring so much, £10 billion a year to the Midlands. Like, it's a load of nonsense. All the, tr the bottom line is that train is going to get to you to London 21 minutes faster. If you need to get to London that fast, get up earlier. I first met Trixie Taroni in early October 2019. 
It was Trixie's husband, Henry, who founded the business 67 years ago. She's since seen it grow from a small tatter's yard into a £10 million a year operation. Trixie still comes to work every single day, beautifully attired, to oversee the office team and keep an eye on son Russell and grandsons Harry and Richard. Trixie, hello. Thank hello, you. Thank hello. you for speaking to me. We're sat in H.W. Tyrone's um, office yeah. in, um, in in Aston Church Road. This site has been in your family for what your whole life, I'm oh, guessing. Oh, life, no, at least sixty years. Yes. So, what are your earliest memories of this site? Nineteen sixty. Uh, that's going back fifty nine years. Um, we started the business, and then as the children grow, growed up, they came into it. Um, so and we've been in it ever since. So so this is this is your home really, your second home. You, it is really, yes, yes. Do you mind me asking how old you are, Trixie? Eighty one. <laughs> so eighty one and Russell tells me you still come to work every day. Every day yes. You're here. Yeah, every day, yes. Overseeing everything. That's right. Keeping yes, them on the straight yeah, and narrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well they do they do good without me anyway. <laughs> yeah, of course. So yeah. You're looking out, I guess, it's not just a load of scrap metal to you. This no, is this no. is your memories a, and your life, your isn't life, it? Your life, of course it is, yes, yeah. And then they think that and come along and just say, well, we want it now and we'll pay you when they think they will. But they should give you at least half now so you can get your other premises all ready. We can move out and then they can have it. So the word HS2 doesn't make you feel happy, no. clearly. No, it's just an absolute pain. Yeah. Because they, they took the one yard off us down there over 12 months ago and they've done nothing with it. We could have been carrying on there, earning. But it's still, it's lying there empty now, just put a new fence around it and it's lying there doing nothing. In terms of the impact on your 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 son Russell and your grandkids, uh, you know, they all work in the business. That's right, yes. That must have been quite hard for you to see. It is, yes, is it? Oh, he sleeps overnight, I'll never know. <laughs> no, I say we, we're looking out on a thriving yard with lots of vehicles, lots of scrap. And, and the way I'm guessing that's... And, the, and the, all the yeah. scrap, the presses and everything. It takes time to move everything. So your husband built this business up? Henry, yeah. He started from when we first got married. In, I was only 18. And then we started this two years later and then went limited company and just built it up from there. And it's now... I'm guessing it's the biggest in the city. It's, it's a nice, thriving company, but it's all through their hard work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and they are hard-working lads. I've oh, seen they are. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're there every morning, five, six days a week. So they only have Sunday off. <laughs> so this, and this is a real sort of old-fashioned graft business, isn't it? Yes, yes. And it's a nice, friendly business and for all the employees and all the rest of it as well. So, I mean, if they come along and, and, and lock your gates, you've got, like, 20 staff. What are they going to do? So, I'm here in Tyrone's yard with Harry and his dad, Russell, the second and third generation, really, of the Tyrone family. Harry, if I can turn to you, what impact has the HS2 project had on you personally and your family? A lot of stress and a lot of um, unnecessary aggravation. Uh, there's no real need for 
it's taken one this long and two to provide so much uh, uncertainty. Um, it's quite simple, really, but they've made a meal out of, you know, a man out of uh, a mountain out of a molehill, as they say. Um, but yeah, we've been on this site 24 years now, this particular one, and uh, it's nothing but cause aggravation for all of us. You know, the new the new site. We all had the idea of it being sort of like a blank canvas. And obviously with our experience, we could try and make an amazingly efficient and, you know, a, you know, a, a scrapyard to be second to none, really. But you can't do that with no money. I want to be here for another 40, so I've tried to then introduce ways of... Just look, just sounds little things like the... Just putting enough wire wires in the office so I can uh, have extra computers in the years to come and stuff like this, and even down to having the facility put in now for electric vehicles in the future because we're going down that route so it's going to happen um, but obviously you, can, you can't start putting big charges in if you've got no no money to pay for them so you know it's going well if they pay us yeah. and we yeah. are so up for um, progress you know we're not against the HS2 and I think that's what people keep getting it, you know, mistaken with us. We're not against it. If the country needs it to improve, then we've got to keep up with the rest of the world. It's a few weeks later when I next meet Trixie and the atmosphere is tense. Trixie, 81, and her co-worker Kath, 89, are trying to get on with their work but the impending arrival of HS2 representatives leaves them on edge. This is the day when HS2 officially take ownership of the Tyrone's land. But the family have no intention of giving up just yet. It's Wednesday, October the 30th, or D-Day, as you now know it, Trixie. I'm here in the office of HW Tyrone Metals with Trixie Tyrone, the matriarch and founder of HW Tyrone Metals. It's a day that I'm, I know you hoped you wouldn't see, uh, Trixie. How are you feeling today? Apprehensive, really, I suppose, just waiting for them to come. Um, I, didn't, I didn't think it would come, actually. I thought it would be cancelled. But there you are, so we're just waiting for them if they turn up. <laughs> if HS2 arrived today, what would be your message to them? Uh, well, I should explain to them that they can't have it and they won't have it until they come up with an interim payment so we can get our other premises ready. Once we've done that, and we can start moving out. But no way can we move out until we get our other premises ready. And they're not ready yet. Your son, Russell, now runs the company. Your grandsons, Harry and Richard, are here. Um, this, how much does this business mean to you? It's a family business and it means everything because I've had it more or less all my life. From the day I got married, we started it. And so nobody can sort of just walk in and take it away. Because if they try, they've got no chance. Kath, would you mind introducing yourself and telling us how long you've been involved with Tyrone's? Well, I'm Kath and I've been with Tyrone's now 32 years and 
When I first started here, Henry was here. He was the one that started the business with Tricky's husband. And you've been here ever since. Yeah. Um, do you mind me asking how many years young you are? I'm 89. And you look amazing for it. So what do you do? What do you do? You basically keep the place ticking over. Well, yes, we are uh, involved with all the things in the office, you know, the books and that help Trixie with the running of the office. And so you've... General Factota, more or less. So, so you've... You must have seen so many changes over the oh, years and so many people coming and going. I bet you've seen some real characters, haven't well, you? Well, when I first started here, it was uh, Henry and Trixie's business and um, it, it was, wasn't as the size it is now. I mean, Russell's built it up into quite, quite something now. So the prospect of HS2 coming along and buying the site, moving you off... Um, how does how does that feel to you? I think it's disgusting, personally. I I really do. And to think that you know you've got to uproot and sort of start all over again somewhere else. Have you? You're obviously planning to to go with them to their new site. Well, it it depends on Trixie. I don't know whether they're uh, taking me with them or what. Are you? Oh. <laughs> I think I no think we answer. can no answer. I think we can take that as a job offer. I think you're I think yes. you're job safe by the sounds of it. Yeah. So but for you I guess that's you know, this is leaving behind the place that's been your second home, I guess. But well, it has more or less. Yes. And you've got lots of you, you know all the family, you've seen the boys grow oh, up. Oh I've here. seen them grow up, yes. I uh, I remember Richard when uh, he was a, a little one at school. So what would your message be to HS2 if they turn up today and say, give us the keys, you're, you're off? I don't like the idea one bit, not one bit, no. I think, as, as I said before, I think it's disgusting. Consultant Mitchell Kite of Birmingham company HG&Co has been advising the Tyronis for the past two and a half years. He joined the family to provide support and set out for me what was happening and why. Mitch, hello. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your role and how you found the process and how really we've ended up today, October the 30th, awaiting the arrival of HS2 to serve an eviction notice? Uh, we were instructed two and a half years ago to advise the family and how to get through this, how to get, get some new conversation, how to relocate to the new site. And it's been a very hard job even find the new premises was only came about because Crillian collapsed and they managed to get off an market deal. And we've done everything and somehow we've made it work. We've created a logistical plan. We created a legal plan that could work for the company and for HS2. And the only problem now is money. And this is all in HS2's problem. They've created their own this situation, which is going to cost them three times as much. And they don't seem to care. They, they're still being adamant that we need, they need the site. And that means extinguishment. That means shutting down the doors giving 30 people redundancies, losing everything they've created over the last 70 years. And we don't want to do that. We want to continue this business. We want to get the money so we can develop the site and move on. So other people in our firm are meeting H2 right now, and we're hoping to have some conclusion, some finality about which way it is to go, because the company's been faced with so much uncertainty over the six years about where it is we're going. And right now, We've given our proposal. It's either give us some money and 
let them stay for four months so they can develop the site or it's extinguishment and we want to know which way it is to go and hopefully we'll get that conclusion today. So we're now, it's, it, it's now midday on October the 30th, D-Day, as the Tironi family have dubbed it. Um, what's the latest update? What's happening as we sit here? So whilst we speak, there's a meeting going on between uh, Nigel Randall from Deloitte, who are HS2's representatives, HS2, uh, Chris Rives, who's part of HG Company, my firm, and BNP Paribas. Hopefully we're going to get some certainty about what's going to happen today, whether it's we extinguish the business or they're going to give this extension and an early advance payment. If not, as of today, they legally own the site, so they can go to appeal to the courts to get Hetronis evicted, and which will end up with the bailiffs going around and force them out. Uh, we know this will end up in extinguishment, as, as it seems, if that's, if that's the case, but it's just more uncertainty about what will happen, when will people come down to force them out of the site, uh, and it seems never-ending. We invited HS2 to join us to respond to the Tyrone's claims, but they declined. Instead, they provided a short statement. It reads, We have been actively working for several years to support the company's relocation from this site and ensure they can continue to trade in Birmingham, including making an advance payment to them. A second payment can be made as soon as vacant possession of the land has been achieved. For Russell Taroni, today has been the culmination of months of stress and sleepless nights. HS2 has been the bane of his life, he tells me, as we sit again in his office. Outside, the tatters in their vans and the arctic lorries of scrap come and go. But there's no sign of anyone from HS2. Russell, it's the eviction date. How has today panned out? Well, it's panned out as I thought it would. Uh, HS2 haven't turned up. Our consultants have arranged a meeting this morning at 11 o'clock at their main building in Snow Hill, Birmingham, and the head women in charge of our case haven't turned up for the meeting. And it's going exactly the way I thought it would, really, with no help off them again. And this has gone on for six years. They can't even turn up to arrange meetings. So what happens... On the 31st of October, essentially, according to the law, you are now trespassing on your own yard. Yeah, well, I find that ridiculous. It's our freehold land. We've owned it as a family business and with our family now for nearly 70 years. If they want to purchase the land and they want to take it over, then they've got to pay. I'm not asking for all the money, just 10% so we can complete our new project and move premises with no trouble at all. They don't need the premises till May next year. That's when their itinerary is starting for this area. We've offered them access to the land while we're on it to do any drilling, test drilling, whatever they need to do. We've offered them 24-7, we'll help them. We'll do whatever they require. And they're just being stubborn and saying, no, they want us out now for no reason, except we actually think today that their whole process has been taken along this road so that they extinguish our company. For whatever reason, we don't understand why they want to close down a 70-year-old family business that employs so many people and why they're being so vindictive and nasty. We don't understand it. So I've been on the site with yourself, yeah. with your with your lovely mum, yeah. Trixie, yeah. with Kath, yeah. your 89-year-old yeah. secretary who's yeah. just an amazing yeah. force of nature, yeah. your sons, yeah. Harry and Richard, all your employees, all here. Yeah. Yeah. 
living with this uncertainty, I suppose. Um, how has that impacted on you all? Well, it's been a very stressful time. And um, I think I've aged about 10 years in the last 12 months with all the, you know, the pressure that HS2 have put on us, which is unnecessary. You know, it's not like they're business people. They don't seem to understand. It's more than just a job for us and my employees. It's like a religion to us coming to work every day. And they don't seem to understand that. They just brick on us all the way along. And they'll release a statement saying they've tried to help us for six years. We actually don't need any help. We just want pain for our business and our land so that we can move on. There has been talk that if um, HS2 hold firm, that their next step would be to uh, take high court action to get you forcibly evicted, which could e I mean, even result in your arrest. Is that a prospect that you have entertained or thought about? What I've thought about it is not pleasant at all. But this is the end result of the way HS2 deal with people. It's just their agenda is to be as useless and as nasty to as many people as they possibly can. We just don't understand it. But at the end of the day, we have nowhere to go until the new premises are finished. It'll take us three months and we need an injection of cash to finish them off. So it's up to HS2 to get along with people. You, they could sort this out today, just give me 10% of what they owe me and three months and we could move out, the yard would be empty, ready for the end of February. For the Tyrone family and many other of the businesses involved with HS2, uncertainty and frustration remains. Get HS2 Walking the Line from wherever you get your podcast, or you can download the Entail app on iOS where you can get exclusive immersive content to watch alongside, including pictures, maps and graphics.